Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Tamara Beckford Show. Alrighty, I am, as usual, super excited to have one of my guests on today. She is a friend of mine. We've met in real life, IRL, for all our millennials, the super millennials. I don't know which generation we are in right now, but we're learning all about the lingo. <laughs> so we met in real life and she is a super sweet and I love, love, love her story. I only got a smidget because she saved most of it for today's episode, which is all about from pandemic struggles to thriving entrepreneurship. So if you have been through the depths of burnout and just feeling like, oh my gosh, I was in the deepest and darkest moments. Today's episode is for you. And some we're going to learn some of the things that our wonderful doc did to pull herself up, to find that revigorated spirit, and then how she's using that to help others. Because you know how all of our docs do. They not only figure it out for themselves and they don't keep it to themselves. They're like, how can I help others to find the same joy that I found, right? So I'm super excited. Now, before we get started, I know some of you are like, oh, there we go, Dr. Beckford. Right in the middle of the day, knowing that I have a case or knowing that I got to go meet off with a patient or I have a super important meeting, I'm not going to be able to catch all of this interview. Have no fear. You can go to our Your Karen Docs website, U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S.com, select podcast, download this wonderful episode because you're going to see our doctor's face on it easy to remember, and then you'll be able to catch it all. If you're a doctor and you're like, I want to jump on that podcast too, I'm like, okay, come on down. Just send me an email at drbeckford at yourcaredocs.com to book. Keep in mind, we are booked out three months in advance. And you're like, well, why are you booked out three months in advance? You'll see today because of awesome doctors like this one, right? So let's get this part started. Now, my wonderful sister doc, she's a graduate of Madras Medical College in India. Then from there, she did her internal medicine residency in San Joaquin General Hospital in Stockton, California. And not just that, after taking care of multiple patients for many, many years, she's like, you know what? I want to broaden my scope. I want to be able to take care of more people. So she went and did a fellowship in integrative medicine at the Andrew Wheel Center of Integrative Medicine, University of Arizona. She is certified in clinical hypnosis, which I just found out. And mind you, I saw this lady a couple weeks ago <laughs> and I'm like, what? You can do all of these wonderful things? Clinical hypnosis. She's trained in medical acupuncture. She's also trained in heart math biofeedback. All of this wonderful training that she has, the integrative medicine and all this love that she has for it, she has put it together in her wonderful, wonderful business, which is called Your Integrative Medicine. She is the CEO and founder of that. She's passionate about all elements of integrative medicine, including nutrition, lifestyle, supplement, botanicals, mind-body feedback, alternative medicine, all of it all. And we're going to find out the story of how all of this came together right here today, right here on the Dr. Tamara Beckford Show. You're probably wondering, who am I talking about? I'm talking about the one and only Dr. Malathi Acharya. Thank you, Dr. Beckford. That was a super exciting introduction, and I am all pumped and excited and thrilled to be here with you having this conversation. I am too. You know, I love you so much. We, like I said, we got to meet in person a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, you were able to join us in, um, we're part of the EntreMD Business School. And, uh, you know, I love seeing, you're just like such a ray of sunshine with so many great tips, so many great information. So this particular interview, I am excited to have you on. Now, I'm going to dig all in and find out all about Dr. Malathi. First, I want to know what made you go into medicine in the first place? <laughs> You know, that, that, the answer to that question is really simple, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, my mother and father are physicians, they're doctors. Mm -hmm. And I grew up, in, I'm from India, born and raised in India. Mm -hmm. And they both were doctors and I have not seen anything else growing up. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that was my path from the very beginning. And mm -hmm. I remember, you know, my mom 
you know, had her own practice. Um, mm. You know, and she was a female physician, so all the women really wanted to come to her. And her timing of her practice was right in the middle of the day when the women would finish cooking for the ah. morning lunch. And then they mm-hmm. would have a little break before the evening hits them and they had to start cooking again. And her clinic time would be right in that time. Okay, So mm-hmm. she would also finish her stuff. Her patients would also be able to have that free time and come to her. And my mom, her patients, all her patients lived around in that area. So they treated mm-hmm. her like a friend, mentor, you know, this really mm-hmm. important person. And they would invite her to the house when they had weddings in the family and they would show all the saris and jewelry. Now, mind you, I come from India, the land of silk saris and jewelry, okay? Especially the southern oh, part of India. <laughs> so they would, you know, if there's a wedding in the family, but they would invite my mom and show her, you know, this is what we got, saris. To. And I would go with my mom to those, mm. you know, those visits and I would think, it's really cool to be a doctor. You get to go to people's houses and look at saris and jewelry. <laughs> I remember how that thought was well stuck in my head. When then, you know, in real in real sense, it was I have not I had not seen any. I was not exposed to any other profession, so I became a doctor. Mm-hmm. I love it, yeah. but it's a. I love the importance of there are a couple beautiful moments that you just mentioned. You know, one is uh, I saw my mom doing it. So I'm like, okay, I can do it. And then I loved how your mom was so thoughtful about her practice. You know, she recognized around where she was, the environment, and how she can best serve her her patient population. And it says, you know, well, we know that they still need the care, but they understand traditionally they're going to be cooking at this time. So I'm opening up my clinic for someone who needs me during the time that they are unable to, that they are unable to come to see me. That's not going to work. And then I also love the fact that it's not that you're seeing how medicine was when the doctor patient relationship was way extended way more than just this paternalistic type of thing. Do this, do this, do that. It's, My doctor, let me show her, come and see all the things that I can do now since I am healthy. Because if you really think about it, that's what's happening. You know, your mom is helping the women to stay healthy in the community. And as a result, they're saying, come and watch me. Look at all the things that I can do because I'm healthy, because you've kept me healthy. And so I think it's just a beautiful combo. And looking at the pretty, pretty saris at the same time. How wonderful. How wonderful. Alrighty. So, you know, now this is imprinted in your mind. Yes, I want to be a doctor. So then you decided in the different specialty or, you know, you're there, you got into medical school, which you know is no hard feat for anyone. Lots of hard work to get to that point. And you chose internal medicine. So tell me, what made you choose that specialty? You know, I... I'm a thinking person. Um, I, mm-hmm. I I think a lot. I analyze things. Um, so from, you know, I'm not, I, I'm a slow thinker. And mm-hmm. I cannot think of any other field that suited me as much as internal medicine, where we have mm-hmm. to really analyze, think, put mm-hmm. together, um, the, you know, what's going on with the patient in front of us. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, make a stepwise plan to problem solve for them. I, I it just internal medicine just suited me for the person and the personality that I had. So that's I why I gravitated towards internal medicine. I I'm love not, it. And I, that's I'm so not important. a procedure oriented person and mm-hmm. I, I I don't relish that fast pace. I relish the pace mm-hmm. that internal medicine offers. I love it. And and that's important when we make decisions that are so important. So that are an integral part of what our life will be, right? I recognize that for me, this is how I am. This is a profession that I want to embark in and have for at least many decades of my life. In order for me to do that, I have to figure out what is it that's important to me and what parts of the profession goes with my personality so that I can love what I'm doing, right? 
because that's so important. <laughs> so it fits like I a glove, it. right? So it fits yes. like a hand in a glove. So I love it. So you're there and you've chosen internal medicine. You're in the profession, but life, you know, life becomes life, such as we're there for many years. And then all of a sudden this bug comes out of nowhere that no one knows about. It's called COVID, the coronavirus, and it causes a big upheaval in people's lives. Tell us how that affected you and how you dealt with this portion, which we call the pandemic struggles. Yeah, yeah. You know, my career in internal medicine, I, you know, started off with me working as a hospitalist for, for nine mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. and, and then I transitioned to primary care because I found the, the schedule of a hospitalist tough and challenging. So I became a primary care physician. Mm -hmm. I was beginning to settle into the, you know, the, as my job as a primary care physician. But there are two, th there are a few things that kept nagging me. Mm -hmm. One was I was, you know, approaching 50 and I had this nagging sense of lack of achievement, you know, mm -hmm. that I have not done anything in my professional life so far. And, you know, I, the, I found the practice, the type of, in, you know, medicine I was practicing was very skewed. It was very skewed towards disease and treating mm -hmm. the disease. You mm -hmm. know, there was not much focus on wellness and prevention. All of mm. our paradigms were disease oriented. Okay. Yeah. So if they didn't fit into any diseases, we re I really felt that I didn't have much to offer, you know, even in terms of symptom management. And that really bothered me. Mm. And, you know, I had a relatively younger panel of patients. Um, and they would always keep asking me, what can I do naturally to get better? How can I adjust my diet to help this symptom? Yes, mm -hmm. I, I was able to guide, give them some guidance, but I was not satisfied with the type of answers I was giving them. And this was around the time that the pandemic hit us. And I really felt that what I was practicing was not giving me any meaning or purpose. Right. You know, and you it was just deeper. contribute. Yeah. And yes. it, it just contributed this to this feeling of, I understood why I was having that feeling of lack of achievement. It's not mm. that I have not done anything, but it's just that I wanted to do something more and I wasn't able to yes. the way I was. And that led me to look for, you know, search for, and I found this integrative medicine fellowship program. Now mm -hmm. in the pandemic, people, you would expect that people, people put a lot of things on hold because of the uncertainty and everything. Absolutely. Um, but what I did was I, I took this unusual step and I said, you know what, I I wanted to do this, I've committed, let me just go ahead and start the fellowship. And this was a full, this was a fe online fellowship with over a thousand hours of curriculum. And I did that while I was doing a full-time job as a primary care mm. physician during one of the toughest times. Yes. And I will tell you that what I learned step-by-step step in my fellowship actually helped mm -hmm. me survive, you know, keep my head up mm -hmm. and help me so that I could help my patients. So, wow. you know, as I was going through the curriculum, you know, chapter mm -hmm. by chapter, there was, I, I remember distinctly these steps. So there was one chapter on meditation, specifically prayer meditation, where they talk about the effectiveness of prayer meditation. And, it, mm -hmm. you know, and it would say that, you know, every every unit will say, hey, you know what, try this. It, it would want us to put that into practice and come back and report back at the end of the unit. So yeah. I, I, I started doing this prayer meditation. That was the time when, you know, the pandemic had started and travel between India and the U.S. was pretty much shut down. I never dreamt that that would come to by my mm -hmm. parents live in India. And mm -hmm. it was this feeling of fear that the travel was shut down and how are they going to be and all that. And in that, I remembered that my mom would, uh, in my native language, Tamil, my mom would say a prayer every mm -hmm. day. So I said, you know what, let me say that. Let me start doing that. And all I did was I pulled up a YouTube video and every morning, um, you know, I would listen, put my AirPods on and listen to that prayer in Tamil. 
Mm-hmm. And as I would listen, I would remember, I would visualize. I mean, the vision will come. I didn't have of my mom saying that prayer every day and I, you know, as I was growing up. And I I felt this connection, mm. connection to her, even though I was so physically separated with everything going on around us. I felt this connection and comfort every yes. morning. Yes. How powerful. Yeah. And I did that meditation when... You know, in the morning when my mind, I don't know how many patients I'm going to get today. I know who I'm going to see. I don't know what they're going to have. I don't know what problem. Uh, Instead of all that, it was this calming prayer meditation that was so grounding for me. Yes. You know, yes. I felt the power of the, you know, the meditation. And mm-hmm. it, this can be any type of meditation. So, you know, it mm-hmm. just happened to be a prayer meditation for me. But, you know, I yeah. felt the power. Of it. And what I love about um, what you're even talking about is, is especially as you describe, this is when the mind was at its worst, when it was tangled and it's throwing everything at you to increase anxiety, increase doubt, increase fear. And you were able to use this meditation. And, you know, which is a form of, we notice a form of self-care to ground yourself. So you grounded your mind and you took control, like we always say, like, you know, that tamed, you tamed that untamed mind that was trying to get your day to start off with uncertainty, high anxiety levels, and you were able to calm it down. Now tell me, how did your days end up being from you just taking those simple steps to do that meditation early in the morning before you went out towards your day? It was incredibly grounding because I was my mind was not running away with those useless thoughts. Now, yes. we can't distinguish often what is imagination and what is live in terms of thoughts. So when the thoughts Mm -hmm. hit us, our body starts reacting. The sympathetic system starts firing. And Mm -hmm. this incredible practice of silencing that, you know, taking the time, listening, recalling happy memories of secure times growing up as a child, you know, all of that Mm -hmm. was very grounding for me. So I was starting with a clear, fresh mind with no preconceived ideas and notions of how that day was going to be. And I felt like I was ready to help my patients and patients needed my help at that time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I felt like I was able to be there for them. I love it. Now that is incredibly powerful. And that's a powerful tool for anyone who's listening. We're and doing it at the beginning of the day to in order for I call it so that you can enter into your day versus having your day enter into you. So those like powerful thoughts, you are controlling how your day will be by not having your day enter into you. What do I mean by enter into you? Oh my gosh, you have all these things to do. Do you see how it's going on? La 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 la. Quiet it down with these thoughts with this type, with this technique. And then you can now take control of the day that you want, not the day that's going to happen to you, the day that you're going to make happen. I love it. I love it. So what are some of the other things? So you said now, as you're learning these things through your integrative medicine um, fellowship, you're like, oh, let me try this. Let me try that. I'm trying this. They said, try the meditation. You did it. And you're like, this is powerful. It's keeping me connected with my mom who's miles away, not millions, thousands, (laughs) thousands of miles away during a time of a lot of uncertainty. But I'm able to now ground myself. What are some of the other things that you also notice? And you're also being able to add more tools in your toolbox to help your patient population which, you know, was one of the biggest joys of you um, entering and learning these additional skill sets. So tell us some more. I'm excited. <laughs> nutrition. Because the mm. chapter, you know, then we moved on to nutrition and, you know, making small changes like changing from refined grains to whole grains, mm-hmm. you know. Adding greens to the diet a little more consistently, 
um, you know, knowing about which, you know, why I needed to eat vegetables and what type and looking for the variety and adding them to the diet, changing mm-hmm. meal times, you know, just making small adjustments to the meal time. These, you know, just these small changes made a powerful impact on how I felt physically, how I felt, you know, because nutrition, Mm -hmm. what we eat Mm -hmm. affects our body and mind in so many ways. Now, we we can often understand the physical aspect of it, but believe me, the mental aspect of what we eat is understated and under understood. Mm. So just making these switching on to these subtle healthier changes had a profound effect on my on the, on my health and it's not only that it had a same effect on the health of my family you know because we are all consuming the same meals Absolutely. right so nutrition so powerful then we mm-hmm. started learning about mind body interventions and i started doing yoga now yeah. you know where I was working, you know, all these meditation and yoga classes would be diligently offered as part of wellness programs, but they would either be at lunchtime or the evening. And I scrupulously stayed away from them because I was mm-hmm. really upset that, you know, it was taking away my lunchtime or my evening time. <laughs> but then but then when I, I started reading about mind, body and yoga. I actually uh, went out and started learning yoga. Mm. And any of, you know, these mind-body exercises like yoga and tai chi, they are not only physical, but they also help with focus and breath. And the yes. combination of all three is very powerful. Mm. And as we go through that, I learned how I was when I started doing yoga, when I started doing a pose, how unstable, unbalanced, I was not able to hold anything. And as I kept doing the yoga, I saw how I was making progress, physically, Mm. mentally. And while trying to get and hold that pose and focusing on the breathing, I was able to make adjustments to my, you know, which muscles are tight, which muscles are loose. There's a lot we learn when we focus in both. That's true. And, and, you know, I would, I, I would make physical advances and that would give me the mental strength. If I can improve in the way I'm doing this asana, mm-hmm. I can take up any challenge and I can face this pandemic and wh- whatever I needed to do. So it, it translated wow. to me to mental courage. Yes. You know, it gave me a lot of physical stamina I needed to put in that 11, 12 hours of work, you know, patient care. And it mm-hmm. gave me physical stamina. And I'll tell you the best of all, the mm-hmm. fact, you know, it was not easy to make time for yoga in the morning. Believe me, I mean, it was not easy. I had to carve it out. You know, the times when we briefly had virtual clinics twice a week, on those days I started the yoga because I didn't have to commute to work. So I, I used yes. an extra time for yoga. And then once I got into the habit, I somehow stuck to it, you know, there were so many things I had, mm. had to do before the class so that I could finish the class and get to work on time. So mm-hmm. but the fact that I put in so much effort, I cared enough about myself mm-hmm. to create the one hour yoga time for me in the morning was the most powerful thing that refilled my compassion. cup. Nothing else. Oh, wow. I showed myself that compassion and I went through the effort of you know, carving out that one hour and doing yoga mm-hmm. made me more compassionate towards my Isn't patient. that interesting? And that's, you know, what I love about what you're stating is usually our mind wants to tell us it's the opposite. Having compassion for others means that you're just consistently giving, 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 but taking a time for yourself is meaning... It gives a meaning to, well, if you're taking it for yourself, then that means you're not being compassionate to others. But as you have proven that the more compassion you have for yourself, the bigger the compassion you're able to have for others. Because it starts absolutely. It starts within. Wow. I love it. If I didn't care for myself, how could I care for others? I have to care for myself first. 
Absolutely. Wow. So as you're going through all of these tenets, you're realizing that your strength and your stamina came from within courage. You know, clarity came also from within and um, being able to, to be steadfast, to, to quiet the, the, the external noise, which brought in a certain level of inner strength and therefore compassion. You, you recognize the compassion that you had for yourself, which increased tenfold the compassion that you were able to give to your patients. So how did, did your patients start to realize this? Like you're, you know, on this journey, like, wow, this is great. How did your patients start, um, you know, what were their reflections to you as you were on this journey? Because I know you were, as you're doing it, you're there teaching, because I know you, Malati, you're not going to hold this to yourself. <laughs> you, you know, you know, the greatest thing was that, you know, patients in, in the outpatient world, primary care, the, the what what patients need from us is very different from what it is, what a hospital, you know, based Absolutely. physician, as a physician, what patients needed from me. Mm -hmm. So as I learned all of these things and as I took care of myself and as practice, I came from a position of practice. I was able to talk to them as a practitioner mm -hmm. of all these habits rather yes. than just relating knowledge, right? So yes. I came from a place of practice and, you know, I was calm. You know, there was a lot of stress, you know, there's no, no doubt about that. But I yes. was able to maintain a certain uh, I, I was definitely less reactive. Yes. In my days, mm -hmm. I was definitely yeah. less reactive. You can reactive just respond and not react. Yes. Respond and not react. I was less mm -hmm. reactive and able to, even though the appointments were only 10, 12 minutes, I was able to focus at my attention mm -hmm. and give them. And I was able to explain things to them in a way that I was never able to do before. And that really uh -huh. thrilled me. And my patients felt it, you know, mm -hmm. uh, those little nutritional advice that I would give my patients with diabetes, what it will help fine tune their sugar and bring their A1C down. It would work and they they would be very thrilled. And, you know, nutrition has to be culturally conscious. Yes. We can't, Absolutely. you know, when we give, because people don't eat what they don't like to eat. Absolutely. So I had to be able to give them a culturally conscious advice. And mm -hmm. I was able to do that much, much better. And I felt that it increased the bonding to yes. my patients. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt that that's my strength and that's my purpose. Whereas I was evaluating other options of what should I do? Should I leave clinical medicine or what I do? You know, this fellowship and the change that I felt as, as I went through and practiced what I did, I felt in that room with the patient was where I was meant to be and I was mm -hmm. helping them the most and that gave me a lot of meaning. Mm. So in the, I, I felt that the bond increased, the stress between a pa the patients and me went down and the bonding increased. Isn't and that so powerful? It it's, is, such a, it it's such a beautiful, powerful. a beautiful flow of energy. And you said, even though the time frame and it, it shows the time frame was the same, but the, the flow of energy was different. The outcome, the response, them learning just these little additional tidbits and then seeing the huge impact that it made on their life. You know, I can just imagine how, how much exciting it was on both ends. You know, by the time I was one year into this fellowship, I knew this is this is the type of medicine I wanted to practice. Mm. But it also clarified in my mind that I want to practice medicine. I want yes. to help people this way. Mm -hmm. And this is the type of medicine that I want to practice. I love it. You know, that's spirituality right. for me, right? Finding the yes. meaning, purpose, and joy. Yeah, because okay. as we mentioned initially, you know, when, what you saw where your mom was practicing that type of medicine, there was a lot of joy. And you can tell there was a lot of joy because think about how you feel. And when, number one, you went into this, <laughs> you decided to be a doctor too. And number two, the way that you 
felt about it, you know, there was a lot of joy. It was communal. It was a community. You you felt the happiness. And I see it in your face when you're describing, you know, what made you decide to go into medicine after seeing mom live medicine. So that same joy and happiness, that feeling that that you have when you picture, you know, what made me do medicine, you found it in this integrative medicine. And so you're like, this is it. I know that medicine is something that I want to practice, but I want to do it in a way that makes me feel that I'm having the impact that I want on the patients. And I'm able to integrate all these parts of me because these were all within you from before. But now this integrative medicine course, the fellowship, it just reaffirmed and it added to everything that you had inside you and said that this is what I want. Like you said, the spirituality, the nutrition, the bonding, everything. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. I have another question. So you're there now. Um, and, you know, you did you after this integrative medicine fellowship, did you have that turmoil, should I stay, should I go, should I stay, should I go in medicine? Am I gonna continue practicing the way that I did before or am I gonna stay and incorporate this? How can I incorporate this? How am I gonna do this? Can I incorporate this working for someone else? Am I gonna be able to incorporate it working for someone else? What do I need to do? Tell me what was going on through your mind during that time. <laughs> So it was very clear to me that I wanted to practice medicine and I wanted to practice integrative medicine. And I, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I know that I realized that the only way I could do this was to start my own practice. So I left my mm -hmm. employed position and mm -hmm. I started my own practice, Ayur Integrative Medicine. So tell and us why Ayur? Why did we name it Ayur? Ayur means life in Sanskrit. So in, mm. in the ancient Indian language of Sanskrit, Ayur means life. Ayurveda actually means that it's the knowledge or Why wisdom. Why am I just life. realizing that Ayur, Ayurveda? I did not catch that. <laughs> Say that so again. Ayur means knowledge. So Ayurveda means the wisdom of life. So I wanted, I you know, so everything yes. is about health, wellness, and life. So I, yes. you know, I... It was very apt for me in my mind to name my practice Ayur, which means life, wellness, mm. you know, health, mm. wellness, life. Then, um, you know, my practice is called Ayur Integrative Medicine. I'm based in the Bay Area. I have three locations in the Bay Area, Pleasanton, Otola Valley, and Menlo Park. Um, mm -hmm. And I help cancer survivors. Um, I also help South Asians with heart and metabolic health. Um, mm -hmm. These are, I feel, two areas where um, taking care of the whole person, which is what integrative medicine is about. It's taking mm -hmm. care of the mind, body, emotions, and spirit. Um, and, mm. and you applying traditional methods, allopathic medicine, as well as an intelligent combination of traditional as well as complementary treatments uh, mm -hmm. to to you know, personalized for a whole person care. That's what I believe in and that's what I do. I love it. So, I mean, once you stepped into that area, there was no turning back. <laughs> you said, I am not going to be able to, you, with all that I know now, be able to just do what we call the traditional allopathic um, westernized type medicine, you know, integrate in all that there is because there's so much knowledge that's out there that are thousands of years older than what we use right now. And I love that we're really incorporating it and it's now no longer called alternative. <laughs> it's now integrated. Integrated, correct. Yes. Yes. And it's done in an evidence-based way, evidence-informed way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All righty, so are you, so the day that you decided, tell us, walk us into that mind of the day you said, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I have to open up my own practice. Tell us what was going on in your mind that day. You know, I was, I five years ago, I would have never imagined I would have done this. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was a loyal company, you know, employee. Mm -hmm. you know, I would, I, 
um, that's what I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the circumstances, you know, what happened around us in the world and what I did and what I experienced, mm-hmm. our experiences and what happens around us always changes us. And mm-hmm. my husband is an entrepreneur from day one. And mm. he would always keep telling me, you need to start something on their own. I'm like, why would I start something? I have a job and I have a routine and I get a paycheck. And why why on earth would I do something like that? Mm-hmm. But this was not <laughs> a love- transformation, but this transformation happened over that year or two that mm. I was in fellowship. And when I came out of it, I told him, I'm done. I'm ready. I'm ready to start my own business. And Did he just laugh? I would have done <laughs> Did he, he just was, laugh? He was, he was super happy because he oh. has the. I, I would keep, you know, why would I do that? He was <laughs> super happy. And, you know, I'm very lucky because he always believed in me more than I mm. believed in myself. And he's, oh, I... he's a rock. He's a rock in, through this entrepreneurial journey. And yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, we have someone who's asking a question um, here on LinkedIn. I'll put the question up. Hello, Andrea. Thank you so much for being part of this. So um, she's saying, hi, ladies. Thank you so much for this talk this morning. I have a question regarding insurance, which I know is something that a lot of people, when they're here about um, integrative medicine, you know, they have this question. So it says, if someone like myself would like to see a doctor who practices your integrative medicine, is it always good to be out of pocket? Or are there insurance options for someone like myself who is offered insurance options throughout through my employer? So, um, Dr. Maladi, that's a, I know that's a great question. I know you do answer that question on your website, but um, I think with um, Andrea Velasco, thank you again so much, Andrea, for um, joining in on this discussion. We'll have Dr. Maladi answer this question for you. Thank you for asking that question, Andrea. Um, Unfortunately, at this time, um, mm-hmm. I don't accept insurance services. Um, mm-hmm. But my practice is tailored that one can use their HSA or FSA funds uh, mm-hmm. to pay for my services. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, insurance services have not given a lot of focus on the time that we need to spend with clients, which mm-hmm. to me is the most important part of a a patient client. I'm not going to say, I mean, a, a physician client. I'm, I'm going to steer away from using the word patients anymore mm-hmm. uh, because not everyone is a patient. Uh, the, the fundamental part of healing is the, 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 you know, the rapport and the time that I spend as a physician with my client. So at mm-hmm. this time, you know, my services are out of yeah. So there there are, as you mentioned, um, Dr. Malathi, you know, the beauty of what Dr. Malathi has offered in her services is extended time, therefore extended bonding and the integrative care. So the integrative care that she provides, it doesn't occur in 10 minutes. It doesn't occur in 12 minutes. And she pairs it with So you can still see her in addition to your primary care doctor if you want to add that integrative care. And you can also, if um, she's also very much available to help those who are battling cancer, that's a part that's very dear to her heart. And I'll, you know, we'll get into that portion because integrative care is really um, very paramount during that time. So if someone is battling cancer right now and would love to have this care in addition to their, so she's also working with the oncologist. She's not replacing anyone. She's working along with them to give you this whole total care um, to increase your chance of being healthy so that, you know, you can increase your chance of survival. And that this whole thing is for us, even for those who aren't battling, I'm thinking, you know, it's survivorship overall because our health mm-hmm. is, is, is linked to our longevity. 
And you know that's part of um, the care that she provides. I hope this answers your question, Andrea. Let us know if you do have any additional questions or if you want to contact Dr. Malati. She is also on LinkedIn, so you can definitely reach out to her. I'm pretty sure she'll welcome um, any direct messengers question that you have for her. Right? Oh, Absolutely. Okay, guy, Andrea, girl, you you type fast. I'm gonna put up the second half of your question. I love it. <laughs> so Andrea said, "That's so great. My partner and I are looking into HSA, which is something we have not ever done before. I'm a certified yoga instructor, but my expertise is in sales and customer service. I've come to find that my insurance provider did not provide integrated medicine. I learned about Ayurveda through my yoga teaching certification from one class. I always wondered more about the affordability. Yes, definitely reach out to Dr. Maliti. I love it. I love it, Andrea." Girl, you got some type, fast typing skills. <laughs> so, Dr. Malati, do you have anything to add to um, what Andrea is saying? <laughs> Thank you for so, your interest, Andrea. You you can find me at www.ayur. So it's a y u r dot today. That's my mm -hmm. website, and yes. you can uh, you know feel free to schedule a discovery call with me. Um, since mm -hmm. it's a medical practitioner, I'm situated in California. It's restricted to you know people who live in the state of California. Uh, but mm -hmm. if you are, then feel free to schedule a discovery call with me. You can also find me on social media. You know, I go by Malti Acharya um, on Facebook. I have you know LinkedIn and as well as Instagram, where I go by Dr. Malti 2023. And I think you also have a masterclass coming up. So I know that Andrea, while yeah. you're there, yeah, Dr. Malati has yeah. a masterclass. If you want to get, it's free. If you want to tell them about that, I know usually we'll Absolutely. do this at the end, but yeah, let her know. Absolutely. I, I'm having a masterclass on integrative methods of uh, holistic cancer prevention, integrating the mind, body, and spirit. It's coming up on November 9th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Um, the link, you know, you can, it's on my website um, mm -hmm. uh, that you can go in and register for this class and it's, it's free. Um, if you are someone you know, who values holistic care, holistic treatments, or you know somebody uh, who is interested, feel free to forward the link over to them. Love it, love it, love it. So Dr. Malati will also put that link on her, in her LinkedIn. <laughs> so if you want to join that masterclass there, Andrea, since Andrea is on LinkedIn and she's connecting um, to us from LinkedIn. So yeah, she'll put that information there so that you can register for that masterclass and you'll get to be in Dr. Malati's world, you know, and hopefully um, you'll get to see all the things that she's doing and um, all the, the, great information that she's providing for us. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Andrea. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Alrighty. So Dr. Malati, I have a question for you. Um, pertaining burnout, was there ever a time that you experienced the burnout? And if you did, what did it look like for you? So what I understood about the feelings I was having around mm -hmm. the time the pandemic hit us, Mm -hmm. was I understood them to be feelings of burnout. So mm. they're, they're different. Their definitions are, is, uh, you know, emotional exhaustion, depersonalization. And the mm -hmm. third one is lack of sense of self-worth. So right. my burnout manifested principally as that lack of sense of self-worth slash self-achievement. Mm. Yes. So that's how, you know, I didn't understand that at that time. And I kept wondering why I was having that thought, but then as I understood the burnout, which is which is also thanks to my integrative medicine fellowship, mm -hmm. I realized that that was my major symptom of burnout. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love it. So we know what you did for that. So now, what are some of the techniques that you are integrating? Get it into your life <laughs> to make sure that you do not go through burnout again. So what have you integrated into your life? Though, you know, big changes begin with small steps. Yes. Any mm -hmm. big change begins with a series of small steps. So mm -hmm. I um, important things for me are nutrition. 
Mm. You know, I pay attention to what I eat. You know, my mm-hmm. the whole grains, the vegetables, the eating time. Nutrition is a very big part of health and wellness for me. Mm-hmm. Exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, regular. I I I start my work day only at ten o'clock, but before that, you know, it's time. You know, I do I do yoga mm-hmm. two times a week. I do strength training. Um, and I also do my aerobic exercises. So as with everything, I, I, I think the best benefit is from Eastern tradition with Western. So I do yoga plus my Western strength training gives me the mm-hmm. maximum benefit. So I, I mm-hmm. always, I, folk, I make sure that I do my exercise regimen. Meditation, mind-body measure. Meditation mm-hmm. is very important for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then paying attention to sleep. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Funke, hello. We're still talking about it. Sleep is just so important. Sometimes it eludes us, but it's important. I love that you say pay attention to it. It's one of those things that it's easy for us to start to throw. Oh, I don't need, I don't need. A compromise on. Absolutely. But as with anything within our body, as you said, small changes have big impact. You will feel the impact when you're not doing the things that you're supposed to do, such as the small and but yet important thing, such as sleep. So, you know, as we look at ourselves, like, you know, we're supposed to one third of our day is supposed to be dedicated to rest. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's all it's paying attention to these little, little things that's going to bring us physically, mm-hmm. mentally, and emotionally to a state where we are able to look in and find our spirituality, find our meaning and purpose. Yes. And the fact that I'm doing something that I find meaningful and purpose for the type of practice and starting my own practice and practicing the type of medicine, that is another thing that prevents me from burning out. So it's yeah, it's 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 one composite package. It's not one thing. Absolutely. Finding the joy in what you're doing being able to keep that joy through the different um, steps that you've you know mentioned, which are some of the foundational steps, right? Rest, yeah. nutrition, and movement. Yeah. yeah. So I love it, love it. Alrighty. Well, now it's time for my fun question of the day. Okay. All right, Dr. Malati. Now you know. If you weren't a doctor, now you have to pull some other stuff out. Okay. So if you weren't a doctor. You're not going to be a chef. This is going to be, you're not going to be a yoga teacher. So not a doctor, not a chef, not a yoga teacher. I don't know if you can guess that, but I'm going to. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm not going to be able to put it out. You couldn't. Okay. So if you weren't. And, you know, doing your integrative medicine, what would you be? Detective. If what? I was not a doctor, I would have been a detective. <laughs> you I know? love it. Picking up the small details and putting them together in a systematic way. You know, that's what makes a great detective. It's not just going yes. and sitting on top of a mountain and getting enlightenment. It's putting the little pieces of puzzle together. Yes. So I would have been a detective. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Medical profession is being a detective. Oh, it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's listening and hearing that one sentence that no one else thought was important, but that was the key to the entire visit. That's medicine. I love it. I love it. You and I, too. I love detective movies. I love detective shows. I'm watching them all the time. I'm all, yep. I am the one who's trying to figure out who done it in the first five minutes. That's me. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Alrighty. So with that, you know, I know that you did mention um, to our lovely um, viewer, Andrea, about where we can find you. But for those who weren't there at the beginning, and for those who weren't able to capture, where can we find all things Dr. Malathy, all things of your um, integrative medicine? Tell them where they can find you. And then also let us know if you are you taking on new clients or are you like so booked that you're like, no, I'm just talking to you on this podcast, but I'm not taking on new clients. Like, you know, let us know. (laughs) 
I'm, are you are you I'm having absolutely taking or, like, on know? new clients i'm absolutely <laughs> taking on new clients if mm-hmm. if you are someone who who values a holistic approach to you know prevention and treatment if you are a cancer survivor or you know a friend or a family member who's a cancer survivor and would like to add holistic treatments to what you're mm-hmm. already having uh, you can find me at my website www.ayur.today Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. I go by Malti Acharya, my full name, uh, on LinkedIn as well. And uh, my Instagram handle is Dr. Malti2023. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you so much, Dr. Malti, for spending this time with us, taking us on your journey, you know, through how you found additional enlightenment to be able to give to your patient the compassion that you found for yourself during some of the times where we were having a lot of struggles in the pandemic. Our mind was racing. We were able to tame all of that. You found the compassion for yourself, which which translated to 10 times the compassion that you were able to give to your patient. So you 10x'd your compassion. That's exactly what you did. (laughs) I love it. So before we leave this wonderful conversation. Do you have any last minute words or thoughts that you'd love to leave with those who are listening or those who are watching right now? You know, self-care is the first step for mm-hmm. health, wellness, and all other big things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Self-care and self-compassion are the most important things. I love it. You heard you heard it here. We tout self-care a lot. Now you understand why. Look at how it transforms lives. And the lives that the self-care transforms is not just the person themselves, but it also transforms their community and all who they touch. So that's why I think it's just so important. Thank you so much, Dr. Malati. Thank you for being here. Thank you for this wonderful conversation. Thank you, Andrea, in the chat. I hope you were able to get some great info today. Now, I know some of you are jumping on at this last minute and you're like, oh, there she go. You cannot believe this episode is over already. I was just getting into it and I didn't catch the first part. Have no fear. All of this wonderful episode will be available on our Your Karen Docs website. That's U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S dot com. Select podcast. You'll see Dr. Malati's beautiful face. Just hit that download button and you'll be able to capture this wonderful episode. If you are a doctor and you said, you know what? I need to let them know about this wonderful thing that I'm doing and my journey can inspire others. I want to be on the show. And I'm like, I would love to have you on. Just send me an email at drbeckford at yourcaredocs.com to book. Do keep in mind, we are booked out three months in advance. And now you understand why. Look at the gems that we got in just this conversation alone, much less all the additional gems that we're going to get from your personal conversation, right? So I can't wait to have you on the show. Thank you so much again, Dr. Malati. Thank you all who are watching, who are listening. I will see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you so much, Dr. Bedford. It was wonderful being with you and chatting with you today. I love it. That's you, my sister. (laughs) Bye. Thank you. Thank you, my sister.